chilling frills, unexplained mysteries, and creepy stories that actually occurred. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Freakier Than Fiction. I'm your host Chad, and each episode together we will dive into the world of the unknown. So, if that kind of thing interests you, and you haven't done this already, hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss the next freaky episode. As this podcast is intended for mature audiences, listener discretion is advised. In this special episode, we're going to take a look at some horrifying stories that all occurred on or around Halloween. For some of us, October the 31st is the most funnest day of the year, but for others, it's the spookiest, weirdest, and most tragic. The following are just some stories about the spookiest time of the year. Story 1 Some people actively go out looking for ghost encounters, and every once in a while, they'll find one. When Kevin was a teenager, he and his friends had heard about a dangerous turn on the nearby highway that had caused many accidents over the years. It was now apparently haunted. The most well-known story was of a mother who took her own life after her son had crashed his car and died there. It was said around town that her ghost remained at the deadly turn to protect people from ending up like her deceased child. Kevin and his friends decided to put that theory to the test. At night, Kevin drove his friends out to the highway. When the group of boys arrived at the turn, they pulled over. They'd bought a bag of flour with them and proceeded to sprinkle the white powder on the road, the grass, and the car. The idea was to get footprints to prove that the ghost was indeed real. The boys hopped back in again and began to take the car around the turn. Kevin accelerated faster and faster, and thump! The car came to an abrupt halt, as if someone had slammed down on it with their own two hands. They immediately got out of the car and saw that there were two woman-sized handprints in the white flower on the hood. Story 2 Houston's Candyman has become something of an urban legend, but to many parents and children, the story of a father who poisoned his own son's Halloween candy with cyanide is a reminder of an evil far scarier than ghosts or goblins. More than 40 years have passed since that Halloween night in 1974, but families have never forgotten. It was a cold and kind of misty damp night, remembers Harold Nasif, a former Pasadena detective sergeant who investigated the case. Since it had been raining, Mr O'Brien had a raincoat on, and unbeknownst to his friends who he was with, he had pixie sticks shoved up the sleeves of that raincoat. Ronald O'Brien gave pixie sticks to five children, including two to his own eight-year-old son, Timothy, who asked for one first. He said the boy responded after he ate some of it that it was very bitter and didn't taste right, Harold said. About an hour later, Timothy was dead. The pixie sticks were found to be filled with cyanide. None of the other children had eaten theirs, but one child had tried. He'd gone home and shown it to his mother, and she wouldn't let him have it that night, said Harold. She said she could have it after school the next afternoon. 
and parents across the country vowed never to celebrate Halloween again. O'Brien said he was shocked, even giving an emotional eulogy at his son's funeral. The home where O'Brien claimed to have gotten the pixie sticks from was shrouded in mystery, and someone took it upon themselves to take away the trust and the fun away from the parents and a lot of children, said Elizabeth Bagwell, who lives in the home now. Then the police learned that O'Brien had just taken out a life insurance policy for his children. I found an adding machine tape, said Nasif. It had all of his bills written out next to all the numbers on an adding machine tape. It came to almost an exact amount of where what he stood to collect. O'Brien maintained his innocence, but a jury took less than an hour to convict him and an hour and five minutes to sentence him to death. He was just very cold and calculating. He saw means to an end to get out of debt, and it was simple as that, Nassif said. Halloween would never be the same again, not like it was before this happened. O'Brien was executed ten years after his son's death on March the 31st in 1984. Story 3 in 1982, 69-year-old Marvin Branland was getting ready for bed after a night of handing out Halloween candy, when there was one more knock at his door. Branland opened the door to find someone wearing a pillowcase over their head with holes cut out for eyes. The figure said, Trick or treat. Give me your money or I'll shoot. He then pulled out a gun and ordered Branland into his basement where Branland kept a safe. Branland Figuring that this was a prank, since only family members knew about the safe, grabbed for the gun. The person in the pillowcase fired, hitting Branland in the throat, killing him. And the killer fled, leaving the pillowcase at the scene. In 2010, the pillowcase was tested for DNA, but there wasn't enough DNA on it to make a match, and the killer remains at large to this day. Story 4 the apparent suicide of a woman found hanging from a tree went unreported for hours because passers-by thought that the body was a Halloween decoration. The 42-year-old woman used rope to hang herself across the street from some homes on a moderately busy road either late the night before or early the morning of Halloween, the police said at the time. The body was suspended about 15 feet above the ground and could easily be seen from passing vehicles. Police spokesperson at the time and neighbours said that people noticed the body at breakfast time on Halloween but dismissed it as a holiday prank. Authorities were called to the scene more than three hours later. They thought it was a Halloween decoration, the wife of the mayor of the town said. It looked like so something that somebody would have rigged up. Story 5 there was a house in the small neighbourhood of Maryland that went overboard with Halloween decorations every year. Whenever the crisp fall air rolled in, the entire town would look forward to the unveiling of the new display, but no one ever really talked to the person who did the actual decorating. He was a loner. People only knew him for his Halloween spirit, and his decorations became grander and more lifelike every year. The newest one was a Vlad the Impaler theme, hyper-realistic, bloodied mannequins were pierced through with wooden stakes and left to the crows in a gruesome display. 
it was the ultimate work of horror, so much so that it caused quite the controversy in the town. While some loved it, many of the local parents wanted it taken down for their children's sake, so a town official made the trip to the house soon after the unveiling to discuss the manor with the man who lived there. She knocked on the front door and there was no answer. Knock, knock. Nothing. She rang the doorbell. Nothing still. It was then that the official realised there was a putrid smell in the yard and the unusual amount of bugs buzzing around this time of the year. She wandered over to one of the mannequins to get a closer look at the incredible craftsmanship and the smell only got worse. She gagged and had to put her hand over her mouth. Her eyes went wide and the official put her trembling finger up to the doll and it felt the smooth, soft, cold touch of human skin. After that, no one was able to locate the man who had once lived there, and now it truly is a haunted house. So, those are just five horrifying Halloween stories. So when you're out trick-or-treating tonight, make sure to look out for any spooky decorations that seem to be a little bit too real, any candy that tastes a little bit funny, trick-or-treaters coming to your door, a road that is accident-prone, or a house that is actually haunted. Thank you so much for listening to this Halloween special of Freakier Than Fiction. If you got something out of today's episode and you haven't done this already, then please hit that follow or subscribe button and that way you won't miss the next freaky installment. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please take the time to leave a review. Five stars is always awesome. And tell me what you'd like to cover in upcoming episodes. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Freakier Than Fiction, all one word. Also on the Instagram, there's a link to all my social media as well, including Facebook, Reddit, and a YouTube channel, which is coming soon. So make sure you go and give the Instagram a follow. I do make sure to read all my direct messages and answer them personally. But until next time, take care out there and be aware.